Yo, what up? Welcome to another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. I'm Patrick. And this is Bang. And we want to talk about the rookie of the year race. Who you got? I mean, it's it's sad to say, but it's LaMelo, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, if the season ended now, it would be LaMelo. I, it does. I mean, it doesn't change my opinion at all of James Wiseman. It actually doubles down on my opinion of James Wiseman. Well, this whole thing has been switching back and forth a lot, right? It started off with Wiseman because he had a few three-pointers and had some coast-to-coast dunks. And then Anthony Edwards peaked in for a moment when he dropped like 25, which was the most for any rookie this year at some point. And LaMelo threw a couple nice passes. Tyrese Halliburton got his name in there. And now it's back to LaMelo. I mean, Wiseman probably won't put up the stats he needs to get rookie of the year. I mean, especially since he's been injured and he got sent to the bench for a while. So it's going to take even longer for him to earn starters minutes. But I'm with you, man. Yeah. I'm looking at the odds now. Can you can you guess what the odds are for the top five? LaMelo, Wiseman, Halliburton. I guess I'll throw Edwards in there. I'm trying to remember who else is playing well because I like Patrick Williams, but I don't know if he's doing well enough. Shit, I don't know. Patrick Williams. Emmanuel quickly. Oh, yeah. Duh. Is he that good? I haven't seen him play. I'd, yeah. I mean, I've, I've only seen clips here and there. I mean, he's good, but I mean, he's good on the Knicks. <laughs> and there's a ton of people that bet and live in New York and follow the Knicks. Yeah. So I feel like his odds are really skewed uh, because on, he's on the Knicks. But Patrick Williams is actually a lot lower than I thought he would be. Um, he's probably like 10th right now. Denny Avija is a little higher, uh, which is very strange to me. I mean, I don't hear anything coming out of D.C. from him. I'm so glad the Warriors didn't draft him, man. Remember all that pre-draft chatter about like, oh, you know, he's he's big and, you know, they could plug him in right away. And, uh, you know, he can't shoot free throws, but, you know, he fits. In hindsight, the Warriors strategy of just like talking about how everybody is good. was a good strategy with their power position at number two. That was just, that was brilliant. Yeah. I still love the Wiseman pick. I do not wish we had LaMelo ball. You know, what LaMelo is showing is like, he has a great feel for passing. Some of the concerns that scouts had aren't really there, but the reality is like Wiseman fits better for the Warriors. And I think he has a higher ceiling than uh, LaMelo in the long run. I do not like watching Charlotte Hornet games. It's just not fun to watch. There's a lot of full court passes. There's a lot of, a lot of heaves, a lot of chucks. There's just, it just feels like, it just feels like a bunch of stats. (laughs) Like I'd rather just watch like numbers tick on a, on a stat board um, than actually watch the game. So. I would rather have Tyrese Halliburton (laughs) to be honest than LaMelo Ball. With the Kings picking up play, I mean, it might not be a bad bet to bet on Halliburton right now, because I don't know how ball how long Ball can keep this up. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think Ball's going through like a hot streak right now, but uh, I just don't know. I mean, I think Edwards is going to be good. You know, I mean, have you seen that dude play? Yeah, but like his comps just kind of scare me the way he. Plays. Yeah, I know. I mean, yeah, he might get an MVP someday, but. So did Russell Westbrook and and Harden were the last MVPs. Yeah, I mean, it's so weird. Like, 
I mean, I know rookies are always like 19, 20 years old, but it's so weird to project because I can see Edwards like I, I can see him just being like a chucker and then being inconsistent, having like amazing games, amazing highlights. But then I could also see him like as he gets older, even just in a couple of years, having a little bit more of a leadership role. But who knows? Uh, not to go back to the Timberwolves, but man, like I was, I was actually commenting on the Timberwolves articles, <laughs> and some people were complaining like uh, that that they should have kept Wiggins and their pick and drafted Lamelo, and I was like, yes, you should have. <laughs> yes. Then what's what's the equation? It was like. Uh, Lamelo plus twenty twenty one lottery pick plus Wiggins is greater than <laughs> D'Angelo Russell plus Edwards. You know, that's minus minus <laughs> the pick. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I miss watching James Wiseman play basketball, and hopefully, like this doesn't put him way behind in terms of his development. Hopefully, he's actually paying attention and he's actually learning something from all this shit. You know what I mean? If you ever watch him on the sidelines during game action, he always sits at the very end of the bench and he never reacts like yeah that's just yeah, it's kind of funny though like people will like cheer and they'll just be like nothing i i wish i wish he would sit in between two coaches while the coaches are just like yeah. talking to i think him. there was a game where he was sitting next to clay and i was like oh yeah yeah talk to him that's good that's good good stuff <laughs> <laughs> i would love to talk about the the odds of War, the Warriors getting any of the Minnesota picks uh, based on this year's draft and next year's draft. This is just so fun to talk about. Here, here's the thing. Like when on paper, they have some decent players. They have Cat. They have Anthony Edwards. They have uh, uh, everybody's favorite. I know your favorite, Malik Beasley. And, um, you know, D'Angelo Russell, an all-star replacement in the East. And... Uh, they haven't seen them play together. And the whole point of getting D'Lo is to see him play with Cat. And they've played five games together. So that's why I want them to lose as much as possible early on because they might catch a rhythm. You know, they'll still be bad, but they might not be like worst teams in the league bad. They might end up being, you know, there's a couple other teams. Detroit is probably less talented overall. Um, the Wizards probably just have more sadness overall <laughs> i don't know um i just realized that the only other way that we can tweak minnesota fans is if somehow and he's not in the lottery but somehow we draft scotty pippen jr <laughs> he might even need to be a draft pick right now he's what a sophomore um at vanderbilt <laughs> and uh, if for folks who don't know the backstory uh malik beasy is beasy <laughs> malik beasley is apparently dating uh, um, Scotty Pippen's ex-wife, ex-wife, uh, which would potentially make Malik Beasley um, Scotty Pippen Jr.'s um, stepdad, which is going to be great yeah. if that happens. And the Warriors get him, and and then he blows up, and like beats Malik Beasley one on one. And then he just ends up like like throwing hands on the court. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I can imagine. Um... I can imagine that. Yeah, I, I hope that's Scottie Pippen's ex-wife because if they're still married, like that's that's weird. So yeah, so twenty twenty one. This is from the Ringer. Twenty twenty one odds of the Warriors getting um, a Timberwolves pick. Eleven percent chance of getting the fourth pick. Twenty seven percent chance of getting the fifth pick. 
23% chance of getting the six to 10 pick and then 2% chance outside, outside top 10, which, 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 which means there's a 2% chance that um, the Timberwolves end up in the playoffs, which is, te- I think technically it's at 1% right now. Maybe they round it up. Um, and then 2022 odds, there's like 3% of each of the picks um, up through 14% for the six to 10 pick. But I mean, the odds are it's going to be four through 10 mm-hmm. this year. Mm-hmm. God, I hope so. Cause I also, not only do I want like somebody ideally in the four to five range, I mean, that's obviously the best case scenario. I don't want to have to like watch the Minnesota Timberwolves from afar for another season <laughs> to see like, Oh, they're, <laughs> you know, they got a top three pick and, uh, Cade Cunningham is leading them to the playoffs in the number eight seed. I, I don't want to see that. Can you imagine the fourth pick this year and that guy's like his chances either playing for the Warriors or playing oh for the God, Timberwolves? Yeah. Man, I'd like, be shitting bricks. On so many levels, there's there's a, it's it's it'd be terrible. I think if yeah, so this will be my last point about this. Although you know how much I love talking about the Timberwolves. Um, I do love that. By, by the way, I do love that going to that arena and watching games there in Minnesota. It is it is a great fan experience. You've been to the Target Center? Yeah, yeah. My family's in in Minnesota um, as well. So there's a there's a live DJ that's on all the time, and you could literally walk up behind him like he's just standing there in the middle of the concourse. It's pretty it's pretty wild. The Midwest is pretty wild. Um, if you did, if you did that with the Warriors uh, at, at a Warriors game with D Sharp, there'll be too, too too many people trying to take selfies like right up right up next to the <laughs> turntable. Um, but yeah, I mean, the Timberwolves are for sale too. Like it just really sucks to be a Timberwolves fan right now. Somebody's gonna buy the team this year, and they are gonna make they they might have the team by next year by twenty twenty two. And if the Warriors have the pick then, and you have a new ownership group. They are going to be trading away like crazy. I don't know who they're going to trade and what they're going to trade for, but there's absolutely no way if new ownership takes over that they're suddenly going to be good next year. I mean, maybe, or unless they like try to do like a quick fix and the first year is good, but I can't imagine it going well. Apparently this is the Oakland Timberwolves podcast. It's almost more fun to talk about the T-Wolves because the Timberwolves just endless, endless material for comedy. (laughs) it's just nonstop, you know, who would you rather have than D'Angelo Russell? Like which uh, other point guard, what, what point starting point guard in the NBA right now, do you look at and be like, actually, I'd rather have D'Angelo Russell over this guy. Not many. I mean, name a team off the top of your head. <laughs> like the Suns. I'll, I'll have, take Chris Paul. <laughs> yeah. New Orleans. Would you rather? Uh, would you rather have um, who's starting for them? Bledsoe. Oh my gosh, Bledsoe. that that's another guy that I I can't stand watching because he used to be so underrated, and I was a big fan of his on the Clippers, and then he became so overrated, and then he signed with Clutch, and then he got really overrated. Um, but I would take Bledsoe because he doesn't think he's an All Star, and his contract yeah. is probably better. I mean, there really isn't. I mean, let me just pull up the list of people that I think you might pick, um, you, that you might pick D'Angelo Russell over. AC Law? Uh, let's see. Alfred Payton? Because <laughs> he's cheaper. I might take Alfred Payton. I just don't know how long uh, 
I, I, I just can't stand watching him play either. But let's just take about, let's not put contract in. Let's not talk about contract. He's probably middle okay. of the pack, right? If, we, if we're not looking at the contract. Mm-hmm. But if we are looking at the contract, then it's basically just Westbrook, right? Yeah. I guess I would take D'Lo over, over Peyton. Yeah, I mean, all these other point guards. Reggie Jackson, Kobe White. I mean, Kobe White, I haven't seen enough of him, but, you know. Rubio? <laughs> well, ask Minnesota fans, man. He is playing like garbage out there. I think he hates playing with uh, D'Lo and some of those other guys. And they really should start that one, that young kid, right? Isn't there like a young kid that they're... A point guard? Yeah. There's that um, McLaughlin guy. Oh, he's not a point guard? Uh, no, he is. He is. I, I think he's off the bench. I saw flashes of him that make me want him more. Some some fans think they like him better than, than D'Lo just by how he plays. Michael Carter-Williams? Man, this is really bottom of the barrel. See? It is, like, yeah. This is bottom of the barrel <laughs> of point guards. Like guys who are unexciting and uninteresting. Yeah. Right? Like Alfred Payton is the epitome of unexciting and uninteresting. Yeah. Well, that's the end of our uh, Minnesota Timberwolves <laughs> podcast. Let's move on to the next subject. Let's talk about something really Warriors. All right. You're listening to the Oakland Warriors podcast. Do you know Oakland Warriors is a website too? OaklandWarriors.com offers a collection of Warriors t-shirts that are comfy, classy, and cool. Fit for a real Warriors fan like you. Forget basic tees and boring designs. With Oakland Warriors, you can show your team pride with those in the know. I have a shirt from OaklandWarriors.com. It's comfy and soft, and it reps the dubs in a low-key, fun way. Don't believe me? Check out OaklandWarriors.com and use the code PODCAST at checkout for a 10% discount. How would you rank the three different positions that this draft pick is in right now in 2020, 2021, and 2022? So right, let's just say right now is 2020, and you don't know if it's going to convey in 2021 or 2022, or if it was next year in 2021 and it was a 4 to 10 or something, or in 2022 when there's a possibility of it being number one what is what is if if this was a stock x or an actual stock like how would how would you value this pick over the course of the next three years if it were i mean like which years would i value more let me let me let me pick three snapshots in time of that pick and then you tell me which is more exciting to you as an opposing team gm right would you right now Think about it, the pick right now. It could be either 2021, 2022. It's picks four through 14 or whatever this in 2021 or one through 30 in 2022. But you know the Timberwolves are going to be bad this year and you know they're probably going to be bad next year. That's option A. Option B is you're basically watching the Timberwolves. Let's assume that um, you, you don't know where it's going to land in the 2021 draft but it's going to be four to six, right? Because of how bad they are. And then the last scenario is it's all game, right? The season's starting, um, it's moving through and, and the Timberwolves are trending bad, which means you could get the first pick. Which is of those three scenarios is more exciting to you? Four to six. Largely because I've actually, yeah. I know who's in four to six. I don't know anyone besides Chet Holmgren in the next draft class. I was going to say, aren't you the number one fan <laughs> Of Chet Holmgren, yeah, but it, I mean, I'm, 
You don't want to be in the Chet Holmgren sweepstakes? Right now, I think Jonathan Kaminga is better than Chet Holmgren. So if I had a chance at him, uh, I would take him. I, and if right now it's trending. If you don't like Jumbo White Chocolate? Yeah, I just made up that nickname Jum- right now. Jumbo White Chocolate. <laughs> he's not Jumbo anything. I mean, he's tall, but <laughs> yeah, I, I take the the four to six in the 2021 draft. Um, I just think there's more, uh, I guess, sure things in that range and knowing the seeing some of the players, whether it it's Suggs, Kaminga, Jalen Green, or Zaire Williams or something, then um, I'd feel more comfortable with that than like rolling the dice. And yeah, I, I don't know who else is in the top of the 2022 draft, but um, you don't hear it talked about the way the 2021 draft class has been talked about for years. How would you like, rank those scenarios for the for the Minnesota pick. Yeah, I mean, I think it's right now. <laughs> yeah. I think I think it's right now. Yeah, the sheer possibility of it being anything. Like GMs love a surprise box, like a starter pack with no idea of what's inside and just the sheer, you know, cuz once once everything gets picked and concrete and and then when you pick, you're sort of stuck. Like if you're a GM and you trade for a person that's been drafted, you are attached to that person's career forever, mm-hmm. right? If you trade for a pick and you just build assets, you're just a, a hedge fund manager and you're building assets and there's no lo- lo- there's no losing, you know? Like Danny Ainge, when he was collecting assets, was like a king, you know? Right now, the Pelicans are. Right now, OKC is. But when those picks become people, you suddenly are attaching your LinkedIn profile <laughs> to a 19-year-old. And it's just like, can you imagine these guys as, can you imagine if your LinkedIn profile had just names of people, names of 18-year-olds, and your whole entire career is dependent on these 18-year-olds? That's scary as hell. But if your LinkedIn profile was just pick, 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 like you're, there's no losing. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, that's, that's a very, very, very good, uh, good point. I want to talk about my Dubhub experience. Can we talk about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think I saw you on TV. Why don't, what is the Dubhub? So the Dubhub is basically the 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 Warriors version of the NBA bubble video screen that's behind the bench where you get to flash your mug up on TV inside inside a game. And I wanted to talk about the whole whole fan experience because i think it's going to make people nostalgic over going to the games okay um yeah so basically if you get in i mean you basically have to know somebody somehow they reach out to nonprofits and different community groups and probably season ticket holders um you get a unique link to your own um, um your own broadcast whatever channel or streaming service that gets you straight into the dub hub um, once you sign in, you have to you have to sign in like 30 minutes before tip off, and they give you all these rules and and whatnot. And then the cool thing is you get to play around with the system beforehand. And the two the two basic things that are going on when you're viewing this is you have four different live views of what's going on. Um, you get one box that's stats, one that is Dubhub related, so you see like the Dubhub screen live. Um, so you see the coaches and you see a bit of the court and you see the dub hub uh, screen behind you. And then there's two live court views um, that you get. And so it's pretty good. I mean, if you don't already have 
ways to watch warrior games it's it's decent i just didn't like the fact that it's not hd i always i'm just so weirded out by how difficult it is to get really good quality hd streams of warriors um, nba games um hmm. you know it's in, in <laughs> i know some people who stream on reddit just because they can get a better quality video than what we get when we pay for stuff which is very strange it's always been strange to me um so i only lasted two quarters but yeah, the overall experience was pretty cool. And then the other view is you get five people that are sort of in your um, vicinity that you can see their video and talk to on the bottom. And it's it's kind of weird. Like you get to talk during the game with them, um, during timeouts. Um, I try to turn them down the whole time, but then the volume kept on coming back up because like, <laughs> some people were just really annoying. Um, and then there's like these little buttons you can press that, take over your screen and either just show clapping or, um, you know, a three finger three. And, um, one of them says Oakland, but it's like these digital, um, wallpapers that take over, uh, which was kind of cool. Is that the for when you go to the bathroom? Me, no, no, you're not allowed. I mean, you could go to the bathroom, but you sort of, they want you to replace you with somebody in the household or, they also sort of keep on, they keep on moving the screen around. So it's, you're never in the same place. They cycle through. Mm. So if you leave for the bathroom, they'll just replace you with another person. Okay. One thing that made me kind of sad and also annoyed, but also maybe nostalgic was uh, the whole time I'm getting prodded by Franco. Do you know the Filipino guy that's at the game? Who's uh, Franco? Is he the guy like... He's the main Warriors announcer. The chubby hype man, dude. Yeah. I mean, he's fine. He's a nice, he's an MC. It's just, you're just used to seeing him at Warrior Games. And there's also, um, they added somebody else um, to help him out. I don't know if she was around. I don't think she, I'm not sure if she does the dub hub, but it, it was a tandem uh, of them. Um, but it's just weird having him do the usual stuff of like telling you what to do, like clap your hands or like, you know, use your thunder sticks. But then he's not there shooting guns at you, uh, shooting t-shirt guns at you uh, with the with the other you know, the hype men. So there's no reward when he's telling you to do things. So the whole time he's like doing the same thing and expecting the same sort of experience, but there's no likelihood of getting a t-shirt thrown at you. So I'm like, no. <laughs> so is he just at home? Like, is that how it is? Like, you, you... I think so. Yeah. He's at home with like a screen in the back that says warriors. And is it like he brings the same energy or is he kind of like, Hey, uh, you know, uh, hit no, your no, he brings us almost together. He, hey. he probably gives you about 60% of the same energy. He's like, Hey, I'm stuck at home too. Why don't you just clap, please? <laughs> it would, it, he's a little bit more hyped than that. <laughs> and um, D sharp is there spinning too. And I think, yeah, he's at home too, but he, his setup looks like he's at the arena somehow. So. When you're on for a half hour before, is someone like telling you what to do or they just kind of give you like uh, graphics that explain what your what the rules are? You have a you have a moderator okay. that that you talk to that talks to you and the five people that you're with. Mm-hmm. And they're just sort of general, generally telling you and what the you fi- can do. Like you have to there's an outline where your face should be like in the camera um, and then they tell you about lighting. Like I'd say half the people paid attention to that stuff. One person had their camera sideways the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> and the five people you said in your proximity, like literally like close to you where, where you are, where you live or whatever, or. No, I think it's just five randomly okay. random people that are, that you can chat with. Basically, they just basically, basically what they do is they put you in a zoom room with yeah. five strangers, just so you're not in a big room of all hundreds, hundreds. Of and people. during the game, obviously like 
you know, we, we can only see you from the TV and in the re- arena, you can't be heard. Right. Cause that's, that'd be weird. No, but for the first time though, I saw at the mat at the end of the magic game, they had one dub hub, um, attend attendee, um, ask Steph questions at the end of the game though. Oh, that was, that was interesting. Yeah, no, that is, that is kind of cool. But, but during the game, like you can talk to the five people that, that are in your little pod or your cohort or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> man that is weird um that should have totally prepped you from the for the clubhouse experience okay so what would you say is the best part and what was like the worst part the best part was seeing my f- giant face like right <laughs> behind steve kerr's face during during the game did you get screen grabs i did yeah i did i took some screen grabs i posted on instagram but you can't really see like you can only tell it's me if you know it's me like i there was two other people i knew that were there um, and I can tell who they are because I, I'm, I know what to look for, but if you were just looking, you would not have noticed that person. Um, mm. that's the best thing. The worst, the worst thing is probably the video quality mm. just cause I'm used to watching HD on a 70 on a 65 inch screen. So do you have to tell them you're going to bail out or you just leave and no. then they'll fill some, it'll automatically you just sign in. off. Oh, okay. You just sign off. So, I mean, there's probably, I'd say maybe. 50 people that are on the screen at one point just repeated and um different in different patterns and there's probably like a hundred people maybe in total that are being recorded mm. and they just pick people as they go uh, um, and so every time you look at the dub hub you have to find yourself gotcha because gotcha. you're not in the same place okay so it's not like they have exactly the number running they have they're no, running a whole bunch no. of people and they just swap them in and out and so they'll never run out of yeah. people but you you bailed out before the end of the game. What was the what was the final uh, straw? Or like, why were you like, eh, I'm kind of over this? It it was Franco because <laughs> during halftime, like he was asking a bunch of stuff, and I'm like, this is not this is not fun. Like, would he single people out and be like, hey, you? <laughs> no, he's just like, yeah, you're ready for the blah blah blah. Like, you you ready for like, make sure you clap your hands, or you know, make sure you he so they he misses his free throws. Use your thunder sticks, and I'm just like. I'd rather just sit down and just relax <laughs> and grab a beer. Cause you can't drink and eat at the same time. Yeah. You're not allowed to, you're not, you're, I think you're allowed to eat, drink without a logo. They don't want you to show a logo, but they also don't want you eating too. So do they require you to wear really, warriors outfits? No, no. They just say you can't have any logos showing except for, yeah. I don't know how they said it, but basically it sounded like you can wear warrior stuff or nothing at all. And I think they would. I, they probably encourage you to wear official stuff too. So. Yeah, I'd say nothing at all. <laughs> <laughs> you should have worn your uh, your Muggsy shirt now. Uh, <laughs> they'll be like, "That's not official. We must find it and destroy it." Um, yeah, I, I went over to um, I went over to the Bart um, pedestrian bridge, and I just bought a bunch of gear for five bucks, and I wore all of it. <laughs> it was, I was really itchy the whole time, but it was worth it. <laughs> Oh man, that's like the time I bought a Notre. Uh, my well, my mom bought me a Notre Dame T-shirt in junior high from Target. Right when I guess Target opened, like Target stores became a national thing, and something about those cheap ass shirts way back when it chafed the hell out of my nipples. Man, I wore that thing to school, and like I was like, I was like <laughs> raw. I was like red. I was walking around like like this. <laughs> Ouch. Um, but don't worry, I'm cutting that part out of the, the episode. <laughs> <laughs> that should be the top of the hour. How did you 
end up there just knew somebody who connected you yeah i knew somebody who was a uh, knew i was a big fan and she was on as well cool they reached out to her organization just like hey can you send over a bunch of people that might be interested in yeah yeah all right right. that's another episode of the oakland warriors podcast be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and check us out on twitter at oakland warriors and check us out at oaklandwarriors.com also be sure to tell your fellow warrior fan friends to listen the oakland warriors podcast is produced by national film society that's it music in this episode provided by paper sun Special thanks to Paul Amardo for production support. See you next time, and go Dubs. Dubs.